And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Stu does America. All right, emergency podcast, emergency podcast. Of course, you can't get through a Friday without any giant breaking news. That's impossible. Amy Coney Barrett, the notorious ACB, is going to be the next Supreme Court justice nominee, uh, at least by all reporting. You never know. With Donald Trump, this could be one of those things where he tells us it's, it's Amy Coney Barrett and then he names like some other person we've never heard of. Uh, maybe he names himself. Who knows? Uh, a tweet could be coming at any time, but we're just learning about Amy Coney Barrett. And I will say, uh, judging by Trump's jo- job he's done with the uh, courts so far, uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to stick with Amy Coney Barrett. And it's been interesting to watch this sort of develop over the past week since Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, passed away to see how this process went. There was this initial discussion, do we even go forward with a nominee? Is that the right thing to do before an election? To me, 100%. uh, Yes, absolutely, it's the right thing to do. Uh, You know, you can go back to what uh, Republicans said all you want in 2016. I thought they were wrong in 2016. I thought Merrick Garland should have had a vote, and they should have voted him down. But regardless of what happened back then, we're here now, and the President of the United States and the Senate are in the same party. They can get this done easily before the election, certainly before um, uh, January 20th. And that's only, of course, if Trump were to happen to lose the election, would that even be an issue? Amy Coney Barrett is, is, a, is an interesting choice. And I'll say, I went into this, I've kind of focused on, on one thing that's bothered me a little bit since the beginning of the Trump administration, which was he was, uh, when he was put into uh, office and elected uh, to be the president, He was elected on the strength of a Supreme Court list that he put out back in 2015, and that contained 21 names uh, on that list. And it was approved by the Federalist list. People like Mike Lee were praising this list. It was a a damn good list of conservative uh, judges that could potentially be the next Supreme Court justice. So Donald Trump, of course, gets elected, has the opportunity to name that justice and goes with Neil Gorsuch, which I thought was a really good pick. I was very happy with that pick. I thought not only was I encouraged that Trump stuck to the list because he didn't have to, um, he stuck to the list, but he also uh, picked one of the best choices on the list, I thought, with Neil Gorsuch. I was very happy with that pick. Um, So we go a little further into the future. Now, Donald Trump's been president a a little bit. There's still 20 names on the original list. And Trump updates the list and adds four or five more names. And on, the, on that update is Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, among others. Um, the conversation about Amy Coney Barrett last time was possible. They wound up going with Brett Kavanaugh, as we all know. Kavanaugh, extre- extremely uh, qualified. But there are lots of questions, and I still have questions about Kavanaugh, if he's going to turn out as good as we all kind of hope he does. There was the whole sort of Uh, distraction about these ridiculous accusations about what he was doing in high school and, you know, with people like uh, Michael Avenatti making crazy accusations. Uh, And that sort of derailed us from really, you know, going too deep into how, you know, his conservative credentials. He's got some. He might turn out to be great. But, um, you know, right now he kind of seems like one of the swing justices uh, in the Supreme Court. We'll see how that plays out. I didn't like the idea that we're adding justices, though, right? We have 20 names on that original list. Why are we adding? Well, Amy Coney Barrett was on that list. Fast forward uh, now uh, a couple more years, nine days before uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passes away, Donald Trump updates the list again and adds 20 new names to that list. Uh, So now there's something like 44 or 45 names on the Supreme Court approved list uh, from Donald Trump. Uh, I wasn't sure which way he was going to go. Part of me thought, well, maybe he, you know, knew uh, her health was not good. Uh, and maybe he knew she was in the hospital already and was preparing. 
and wanted to get someone's name on the list uh, that he was excited about. But he goes with Amy Coney Barrett. And I entered this trying to be as skeptical as possible. I thought to myself, you know, let's go through, let's push as hard as we can because we can not screw this up. Way too much is on the line here. This is one of the most important moments in the conservative movement in a very long time. We cannot screw this up. So I asked everybody I could think of uh, who are legal experts that we've dealt with before, people I trust, um, people all the way from uh, Ted Cruz and Mike Lee. Uh, to We had Josh Hammer on the program. Uh, we had Amy Swearer on from the Heritage Foundation. Uh, we talked to a few people off the air about this. Listened to a bunch of mainstream media and even some left-wing uh, podcasts and such to kind of see how they felt about Amy Coney Barrett. And what was interesting going through that process was that there was, there was very little that I could find that was negative. Um, there was very little hesitation from almost all these people. You know, I'll give you the best example is probably Mike Lee. Um, Barbara Lagoa, which was another one of these top uh, nominees. Uh, she's from Florida. She is of Cuban descent. Uh, she... Uh, is uh, was reportedly in the top two of the people that could be named. And um, it was interesting to hear Mike Lee talk about it because he said on the air, on the radio show, I told the president straight out, I don't think I'd be comfortable supporting her nomination, which is a massive thing to say. I mean, you know, because if you replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg with a, a squishy moderate, we've made a massive improvement to the Supreme Court. And it's not because of conservative to liberal. It's about the Constitution, someone who... I don't know, occasionally thinks the Constitution is okay would be an improvement from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And Mike Lee said, uh, I'm worried about it. You know, there's a bunch of things I've told the president uh, offline. I'm not going to go through them, but I would not feel comfortable with that nomination, which was a huge statement. Uh, you know, a guy like Mike Lee, who has probably the best credentials, I mean, he has, his credentials are so good, he's actually on the Supreme Court list. Uh, and he came out and said, I just, you know, before any announcement, I just want to make it clear I'm not comfortable with this particular uh, arrangement. And he voted for her uh, in her in her current role. When we got to Amy Coney Barrett. The tone was much different. Uh, it was it was basically nothing but praise. Uh, you know, I keep looking back. I keep trying to find uh, negatives. I'm a negative guy. Uh, you know, I, I <laughs> occasionally will try to punch holes in things and. As much as I've tried here, I have not been able to find anything that is making me nervous on the facts. There's a couple things that make me nervous generally. Number one, we always screw these things up. Conservatives blow this every single time. I'm just, assu- you know, I'm an Eagles fan. So, like, I just assume we're somehow going to screw this up. I still can't believe they won the Super Bowl. Um, on the other side of that, you try to find something based on evidence Right. Like because I'm, I'm worried about it because of history. I'm worried about it because, you know, we don't have a, a super long record, only three years as a circuit court judge. What are we going to find? Is there anything we're going to dig in? Well, you go back in her writings, you find things like, um, you know, her saying, uh, you know, life begins at conception in, an, in a 2013 article. Um, now, that's a personal choice. It doesn't mean that she's going to to rule the right way, in my view, on Roe versus Wade. But it makes it makes you very uh, it makes you feel confident about it. You go back and you see that she's clerked for Antonin Scalia, obviously a very good sign. Uh, everyone says that she was Scalia's favorite clerk. Uh, I, if that's true, we're in a good spot. Um, it, it is, you know, you, you look at her as a constitutionalist. Her credentials are there with extensive um, uh, writings. 
and of course as a law professor and as as a circuit court judge, her intellect is completely uh, no one no one challenges it. Her intellect is top notch. Uh, we're talking even mainstream media and left-wing podcasts will all acknowledge, oh, we think she's too conservative, but she's really, really smart. Everybody says she was, she's really, really smart. Uh, a big thing here as well is temperament. I think it, with this sort of uh, time schedule we're looking at here, we've got, what, five weeks until the election, five and a half weeks? You want to have someone who's going to be able to go through, have an excellent record, number one, and number two, someone who's not going to screw it up, someone's going to say, not, not going to say something stupid, uh, someone who's going to make the Mitt Romneys of the world feel good about it. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Uh, you shouldn't be catering to those things. You shouldn't. You should pick the best justice, number one, who, 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 you, who the best potential uh, jurist is the, is the way you do this. But I will say... Uh, having someone who has a very calm temperament, who can walk, who can is used to being attacked. She's known this has been coming for years. She's been preparing for this really since Brett Kavanaugh, and, and she seems to be on the right on the right road. Um, and you know, I think too, Trump likes her because she kind of looks like she's from Central Casting, doesn't she? I mean, she kind of seems like if you're going to pick the perfect Supreme Court, I mean, she just looks like a Supreme Court justice, um, uh, you know, and I guess uh, that's always important. Uh, that, you know, look, we are in a visual society. We're in a we're in a sort of like a television society. And Amy Coney Barrett comes off as you know, attractive and competent. And and, uh, you know, she's a mom of seven. She's got the nice backstory. I can understand why this choice was made. There's always hesitations for me. I always I get worried. I get worried about these things because I can't stress enough how critical this choice is. We are talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, God rest her soul, was an absolutely terrible Supreme Court justice. She was, you know, in my view, terrible. She didn't even seem to like the Constitution, let alone follow it. Um, there are millions of lives on the line with a Roe versus Wade type of ruling. All sorts of major things are coming down all the time. She seems to be very good on the Second Amendment, another crucial, crucial story. We talked to Amy Swearer earlier this week, who seemed incredibly confident uh, that if a Second Amendment, a real Second Amendment uh, case would come uh, to the court after a decade without one, that they would wind up on the right side if, if Amy Coney Barrett was there. Um, how are they going to attack Amy Coney Barrett? Number one, they're going to go after her and say she's the handmaid's tale, right? <laughs> I mean, like that's that seems to be, well, she's got too many kids and she's Catholic, 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 Catholic. This is an inane uh, way to attack her. Uh, it's one of the reasons, honestly, why it's not just that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a woman and they want to replace her with a woman. But there is something about our society. I don't know. Is it chivalry? I don't know. Uh, where we will not attack a woman the same way that we're going to attack a man. They're not going to accuse, my, my assumption is they're not going to call her a gang rapist. It would be a weird charge to, <laughs> to say Amy Coney Barrett was a gang rapist. So I don't expect that completely, though don't put anything past Democrats. I would, I would, I, I would think about this as they're going to try to make her look like a re religious lunatic. They're going to say she's going to come out in a red hood for the Supreme Court hearings. They're going to go after this, uh, uh, her, this group that she's, not even surely part of, but reportedly part of, that is, uh, honestly, when you read about it, seems just like a nice group that helps people, but it's a religious group, and that makes you a lunatic, apparently, in the eyes of the media. They're going to go down that road. That's number one. Number two, they're going to go down, they're going to go through all of her readings. They're going to say that she's anti-choice. They're going to say she's too religious. The dogma lives loudly in her. They're going to do, do that whole shtick. 
There's a case, for example, that that, uh, she um, wrote a dissent arguing that some felons should be able to get have guns. Oh, my gosh. Felons should have guns. Well, I mean, she's arguing that someone with one case, one single case of mail fraud should not have their Second Amendment rights taken away forever. That's a totally rational ruling. It's not going to be presented that way, though. The question here is, can Democrats chip away at some of these wishy-washy senators, you know, like a Romney, um, and and try to take them away, even if it's not really related to Amy Coney Barrett? Uh, I think, you know, there's a risk that if Trump says something that Mitt Romney doesn't like enough, that he won't vote for it out of spite or just because he thinks the president has too much power or whatever the thing is going to be that day. The best thing we can do right now is everybody stay cool. Be calm. Let's look at this. Let's ask some real questions, not just from Democrats, but also from Republicans. Let's get some questions to Amy Coney Barrett and, and have her answer them and see how she holds up. I got to say, I've been trying to find holes in this and I'm it looks pretty good when things look good. I get really nervous. But so far, so good. The choice of Amy Coney Barrett looks like a good one. According to every legal expert that I can find and that I trust, seems like a positive development. I don't think we could do worse than Ruth Bader Ginsburg when it comes to the Constitution. So Donald Trump, again, you got to say, I would have been a big doubter in 2016 of him making at least two and maybe three really good Supreme Court um, picks. I I would have been a big doubter and was a big doubter. Uh, He's done a good job with this. He's stuck with the Federalist Society, people like Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, a lot of the experts that have recommended good, qualified constitutionalists on the Supreme Court. He's going to try to get a third one across the finish line before the election. We're going to watch it and see what happens. Uh, A reminder, uh, if you don't know yet, Tuesday night is the debate. We're going to have tons of coverage on my YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search for Stu. I'll be the first channel there. Just subscribe. Let me just give you a quick rundown of what we're going to do. Number one, we're going to have a pre-show, an hour-long pre-show. I'll have, uh, you know, really great guests breaking down what what to expect out of the debate. Number two, we're going to go right into the other room. Uh, Myself, Glenn, Pat, I think Steve Dace might be there, a bunch of people kind of like hanging out watching the debates, kind of Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. You'll get to watch the whole debate. You'll get to see the whole thing. We're not going to be interrupting it all the time. But we will do some you know, real-time fact-checking, and we will uh, laugh at Joe Biden if, if he starts drooling on the podium. You know, there may be some laughs in there, too. I think you'll like it. And then afterward, we'll have another hour of post-game uh, sort of footage, uh, post-game show. So it's going to be a full night of debate. It's going to be a long one. But this is, uh, this is one of the biggest nights of the entire thing. This is the time that uh, Donald Trump has to, uh, to, to make a big statement and make his case as to why he should be president for four more years. And we get to see if Joe Biden can stand up for an hour and a half straight. So lots of stuff to watch. Stay here on the YouTube channel or on podcast. We appreciate you hanging out for an emergency podcast. The notorious ACB is the choice for the Supreme Court. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.